0: This is Ag Bioscience. Welcome and thanks for joining. I'm Mitch Frazier, CEO of Agrinovus Indiana, and this is the podcast where we explore all things Ag Bioscience. The people, the products, and innovations across food, animal health, plant science, and ag tech. Tackling food security in America often centers on programming and funding. However, innovators are turning to technology and new models to better connect food supply with food demand. Today's guest is part of a team who is fundamentally changing how access to Groceries and Goods Happens, and she's here to share how she's bringing that innovation to improve food security. It's an awesome story. Welcome Khadijah Abdullah, Vice President of Economic Development and Social Impact at SHIPT. Khadija, it is a delight to have you with us.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for having me today, Mitch. Good to be here.
0: Oh, SHIPT has done so much work, Khadija, in terms of transforming how America gets groceries Before we get into how you're bringing your technology, your expertise to tackle food security, we've got to hear more about you. You have a fascinating story. A lawyer, you've been an educator, now you're leading critical programs at one of the coolest technology companies in America, Share more about your story and the journey that brought you to Shift.
1: Yeah, thanks so much, uh, Mitch. So it's interesting. So my career journey to some may seem a bit peculiar, <laughs> um, but for me, it feels all very connected. Um, it's so interesting. So I always tell folks uh, when I think about just my own career, it, it really starts in the headquarters where our, our, our company is headquartered in Birmingham, where I'm from. Um, And I grew up in Birmingham, which is a historical um, city for the country, but for the world. And that is really grounded, just like my own values and beliefs. Uh, And, you know, growing up, um, something that was always important to my family and me were just people. Uh, And so uh, about 2005, when Hurricane Katrina happened, um, I found myself really thinking deeply about how I could expand and show up for my community and country and decided at that time (laughs) to quit the job that I was doing at the time and become an educator. Um, And I have a bit of a science background. And so I ended up teaching uh, high school biology, chemistry and physics in Louisiana um, and became a high school teacher. And uh, it was then when I was actually really able um, to really get proximate to the challenges that many of my students were facing um, and locking arms with families um, and other nonprofit organizations to think through how to, at the time, right after Hurricane Katrina, raised a graduation rate for students who, at the high school I taught at, had a one in three chance of graduating. Um, And I just like always say that because I'm the fifth of nine children and um, we're all college educated and my parents had the expectation that we would all graduate um, from from college and and all that. And if we went to that high school, like only a third of us would actually live that life. And so um, part of my work was just thinking about that and becoming fascinated with like that issue. Um, and supporting our community of students and reigniting their passion for life after so much loss. And so in a matter of years, in partnership with our community, we went from 32% of our students graduating to 80%. Wow. We know that's game changing. It changed so many of our lives. And so Um, I left the classroom um, after a few years um, in hopes of thinking even more expansively about system change, being even more fired up about how you actually bring communities together to to solve big problems. Um, So I went to law school, (laughs) which is probably the boring part of my story, um, and explored a lot of paths, clerkships, um, worked for um, a pretty large retailer, a global retailer. Um, and it was there that I rec- recognized that my real passion was getting proximate to communities. And so end up leading a nonprofit back in our headquarter city uh, of SHIPT in Birmingham. And after George Floyd, um, after the murder and death of George Floyd, um, I found myself seeking the opportunity to leverage the myriad, leverage the myriad of skills um, that I had developed over time. And SHIPT was a perfect place for me, uh, specifically because uh, I found that this was a people-centered company. Um, that had a real deep mission um, to spark the connections to show where every person counts. And it was honestly there when I met our CEO um, and they shared that was the mission. I was like, oh, I mean, this is exactly how to leverage my skills. And so that's how I found myself at Shipped. And it's been a fun uh, past two years um, as I just celebrated my two year anniversary uh, earlier this last week.
0: Congratulations, Kadisha. That is amazing. I love I love your story. I love the the idea of proximity is power this idea of getting close to a problem, to solve a problem, and to create new solutions. I mean, it's where innovation comes from. And you and the team at Shipped have been leading in innovation, really in on-demand delivery and how America gets its groceries. If we rewind the clock just a bit, Target purchased Shipped back in 2017. Company continues to operate well beyond the Target network. We're talking the retailer Target here. Share more about Shipped its reach, the evolution you've witnessed as the pandemic now has waned, as inflation has become a challenge. I mean, really, a different environment today than even when you began.
1: Yeah, yeah, Um, Shipped has definitely grown, and we're we're grateful to our parent company, as you mentioned. Shipped Shipped is an independently operated, wholly owned subsidiary of Target Corporation. Um, we were founded in Birmingham, Alabama, as I mentioned, my hometown. Um, and that's our headquarters, but we also have you know. um, Maintain offices in San Francisco um, and Minneapolis, but Shipped is a technology company. Um, And um, our role, you know, is to help people um, help power deliveries um, across our country. And so we are a multi-retailer, same-day shopping delivery marketplace, and we connect people to fresh foods, household essentials, and wellness products, uh, office supplies, et cetera. And the reason why I think that's so important to your question is... um, since the pandemic, as we've probably seen in a lot of online delivery, SHIFT has been able to explode our reach um, and now are able to provide convenience solutions for our customers and retailers in more than 5,000 cities nationwide and are able to reach about 80 percent of U.S. households. And so um, it's an incredible you know, story about a, about a company in my hometown that has grown um, to do some incredible things uh, and uh, think big about how to actually get close to folks. Um, and that goes from the shoppers and drivers that choose to to drive um, as independent workers for our company um, to the people who are getting a chance to connect with us every single day.
0: It, it puts you in a really unique position. When you look at being able to reach eighty percent of of the American population, and you look at the challenges that exist across the country, you know I, I think back to when we first connected, following the White House conference on Hunger, Nutrition, and Health last year. Shipped CEO Kamau Witherspoon, just an amazing guy, bold leader. He announced plans there to harness the power of Shipped better to better connect food supply to food demand. Talk, talk us through a little bit more about how that evolution is going and how you use this really incredible tech platform, this network of drivers and distribution, to better connect food supply to food demand.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think you know we last connected. Um, it was right after the White House conference. Uh, when our CEO, Kamala Witherspoon, spoken, and, um, you know, putting people first is at the heart of everything we do. And it's a part of our DNA as a company. And one concrete way we do that is uh, putting this value to work and helping our communities specifically tackle food insecurity. And so we do believe that this technology capabilities um, help to reduce barriers that we know many Americans face. Um, and so, you know, the, the interesting kind of, going back to your question, it's just like 60%, 65% of like um, SNAP recipients, for example, have low grocery access. 19% for transportation as a barrier to healthy eating. Um, so ships coverage can significantly reduce the gap in our trusted shoppers and like are able to like build these long-term relationships with households. And so we were honored um, when our CEO was able to like share that vision and that announcement at the White House conference. Um, and even more excited about lots of different ways that we're leveraging our technology from Launching our inaugural accelerator program yesterday, called LabRup, to support um, the growth of small retail businesses, um, specifically um, those who identify as LGBTQ plus, minority owned, and then also just like new and healthy, um, I guess features that we're adding to our platform, specifically around uh, creating a nutritious and healthy marketplace. I mentioned SNAP benefits that we're we're working to re- to accept, but also just like food research. Uh, yes, thinking about the the importance of actually research and how we can learn from and then scale solutions that. Work. And so it's been a very fast and busy past four to five months. Uh, but um, we're we're coming up with some some things, and we're testing some some interesting solutions out right now.
0: You know if we pull on that thread of proximity, giving us a really unique view of what's possible, it, we looked at some research. actually, we commissioned research from Purdue University and Ernst and Young gosh, it's been probably two years ago now, Khadija, that in buried inside of this report, I mean, it, it is like the, the thesis for the work that you are leading at Shipped. It said in the future, food security will dre- be driven more by connectivity than proximity, meaning that connectivity, digital connectivity, solutions like shipped will have more of an important role, more of a central role than the brick and mortar grocery store down the street. As you hear those findings from research. I mean, that is a giant shift from how we've historically tackled food security and food deserts and other places across the country. Just eager to hear your thoughts on this idea of connectivity being a giant unlock to improve food security.
1: Yeah. You know, obviously you heard my personal story earlier on. And so I know that I personally agree with this and I know SHIP also would largely agree with just some of that research that uh, proximity and connectivity have really, just the ways we think about it have changed a lot since the global pandemic um, has actually pushed us (laughs) to actually do so-and-so. You know, something I shared earlier or something that's true about our team is, you know, our our team focuses on both economic mobility, which is leveling the playing field um, for Black and underrepresented populations, and food security because we recognize how critical family standing, like, wages are to putting healthy meals on tables. Um, And that's, of course, compounded, and this gets to your point, by the lack of access Um, many underserved communities have, to grocery stores with fresh food um, and produce. And so we at SHIPT are motivated by the opportunity that our online marketplace and same-day delivery can play in expanding access and reducing that proximity barrier um, that you mentioned. So essentially extending the reach of our brick-and-mortar stores into neighborhoods that are traditionally, as many of us have heard the phrase, considered food deserts. Um, and for those with mobility or transportation barriers um, and, you know, there was a Bricking study that that spoke a lot about just like how many folks actually don't have access. But something else that they even found is that broadband adoption rate right, is 86 percent at this point across our country, um, which indicates that there's a greater barrier um, to online food purchase if we actually were to tackle that. And so uh, one last point that I think is probably important to this proximity and connectivity piece is last summer Um, Our team, who is also fascinated with research, Uh, partnered with the YWCA of Central Alabama and Protective, which is a life insurance company uh, headquartered in Birmingham, to offer ship memberships and credits to cover the cost of healthy items for families um, in their programs. And the intent was to make getting groceries more convenient and eating more more healthy food during the summer. Um, Like it is an opportunity, especially for students who we find that hunger spikes more for the students. And what we found is more than three quarters of the deliveries we were made that were made to those families living in food deserts. Um, and what we learned from them was that an overwhelming majority shared that delivery actually made it easier for them to eat healthy and the pilot actually reduced their food security. Like this is their words, like when we engage them. Um, and so we had a really great partner in the YWCA who helped to make sure that families had, you know, were comfortable using that technology, which is another piece we talk about, proximity and connectivity. Um, and then, like, whether it be ship.com or our shipped app, if they hadn't ordered groceries online before, um, we were able to actually get more proximate um, to our communities by actually connecting them to resources and actually making sure they understood how to use those resources.
0: Well, I think that that piece is probably the most important, right, is how do we equip with a portfolio of solutions, it, it's not just online, it's not just brick and mortar. It's it's a it's an and not an or. And it, as we all work together to link arms to tackle food security, Khadija, I'd love to hear your thoughts on on how you think about this portfolio. But maybe even more importantly, not just the portfolio, but but how it actually is durable, right? This idea that there has to be a company that creates a, a profit that can actually make the connectivity possible. That this can't just be built entirely on philanthropy.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you're making a really good point. And, and, you know, our CEO made uh, recently did a a bit of an op-ed that talked a little bit about just the responsibility of corporations. And so, yes, philanthropy is a part of that. And, you know, you've heard just my personal story about the work that my team does and my own story. Philanthropy is part of that. However, as corporations, we also have bottom lines. And the reality is, is something that our um, CEO mentioned recently was just the call on our corporations and you know, others outside of our corporate spaces. And so you're thinking even at at a federal level to think strategically about these solutions. Um, And so our team is continuing to think about at the philanthropic side, right? How do we leverage our partnerships, our technology, and our scale to address those inherent, um, the the inherent disconnect between food access, food waste, and hunger to increase access to food? Um, And so the way that we're doing that, which is beyond philanthropy, is where we're providing funds to, to grantees through our grant program, but we're really being strategic about who we're granting um, our resources to. And so some great examples of some of those partnerships were, one example was Fresh Farm It's a D.C.-based nonprofit. Um, and their role is to like work to strengthen the food economy um, through market-based solutions, education, innovative programming that promotes resilience. Um, their, the grant that we provided to them allowed them to create a f- public food hub our oh, wow! Food dis- distribution program that essentially leverages farmer markets to deliver local produce to underserved communities, and the goal essentially is to create a more equitable and resilient food system that benefits everyone along the food supply chain, Dang. from farmers to distributors to gleaners, which is the food bank, um, and people prepare, preparing and consuming local food. Um, and so, when I think about um, your question around how are we coming up with solutions beyond that, it's just we actually through philanthropy can actually um, leverage that to do research and learn um, about really wonderful things that are happening on the ground and then scale them scale theirs versus actually trying to create everything internally ourselves. And I can give you so many different examples of other um, entities that we're partnering with, but uh, there's a lot of really amazing things that are happening. And so I agree with our CEO that it is our role um, to seek out solutions purposely um, as corporations fund those solutions, but then there's also a role, in, and this may be something that you're getting at, um, and we can we can move to it if you want to, but uh, but I think just in terms of just like policies um, around availability and accessibility um, to food in general.
0: I want to dig deep into one piece that, that you made mention of in passing, Khadijah, because you're humble. Uh, you y- y- all at Shipt have have made a big move here of late, and just yesterday, recently, made a big move around the accelerator. Kamau's SHIP CEO Kamau Witherspoon announced the Shipped Accelerator on the floor of the White House Conference on Hunger, Nutrition, and Health. You no, know, we we believe we share a passion between Agrinovis and Shipt around this idea that there's a whole new category of technology that needs to be created, one that connects food supply to food demand. We call it hunger tech. Tell us more about your work, Khadijah, around creating these places, creating the conditions for these companies to connect, these companies to start, to unlock the power of innovation to solve hunger.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a big question, Mitch. <laughs> Let me think about how to, how to respond to it. I mean, I think the best way is there, there's a lot happening around hunger. And the White House's um, recent conference on hunger, as we know, was the second only the second conference on hunger. Um, and so it created an opportunity for companies such as Shift um, to really think, thought to be thoughtful um, about what role we want to play and how we want to lead the way. And so our team had actually spent some time, and you mentioned Ladder Up, um, our accelerator that just launched. Uh, and our team had probably spent the last year thinking, oh, okay, We know our commitment around food insecurity. That's where we, you know, that's where our business was made. And so how do we show up in our communities and provide more connectivity um, to folks to get what they need? And so our team um, had a number of conversations with local retailers, um, like a local retail roundtable. And we heard from them that business owners um, generally face a very real technology gap. Um, And they want to participate in the e-commerce platform to better serve their customers. Um, And we also know that research Um, that our team did indicated that small businesses, in particular Black business owners, suffered a greater loss in earnings coming out of the pandemic, the global pandemic. Um, And while overall businesses saw earnings um, decrease of somewhere between 5 and 17% from 2019 to 2020, Black business owners' earnings dropped significantly more during this period. Um, And that was actually almost in the, the, like, at the upward level of 28%. Um, And so something that, we were really pushed to do, given our commitment as a people focused, mission driven company, was that we wanted to create something that actually um, really put food insecurity and, and equity at the forefront of our work. And so we're proud to launch this like ladder up accelerator um, that essentially would equi- equip our local um, retailers with tools that they needed to thrive in this ever evolving marketplace. Um, And as I mentioned, you know, before, we believe that boosting small local retailers in the food and grocery business is incredibly vital to combating hunger um, in under-resourced communities across our country. And so, you know, you talked about the importance of connectivity earlier, and that applies to our small food and grocery businesses, too. And so for technology companies such as SHIP, you know, we're hoping to continue to rely on these small brick-and-mortar partners to reduce proximity challenges Um, through home delivery and continuing to just innovate in the space to think about what our role is given just our position in business.
0: Well, Khadijah, I am so looking forward to continuing to link arms with you, with the entire team at Shipped, what you're doing, the innovations you're leading to connect food supply to food demand, building a business around it and making a giant impact to serve those with hungry bellies. It's just awesome. Thank you for being with us today.
1: Thank you, Mitch. This was great.
0: Really enjoyed it. Khadijah Abdullah, Vice President, Economic Development and Social Impact at SHIPT. And thank you for spending time on Ag Bioscience. Get the latest Ag Bioscience news and insights from discussions just like this by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And while there, you can access our entire library of episodes and give us a review. Don't forget, you can always learn more online at agronovasindiana.com. On behalf of the entire Agronovas team, I'm Mitch Frazier saying thanks for listening. We look forward to seeing you real soon. This podcast is a product of Agrinovis Indiana in collaboration with Inside
1: Indiana Business. Hosted by Mitch Frazier. Produced by Kayla Chittister and Fabian Rodriguez. Photography by Kaylee Kerr. To get all ag bioscience news all the time, visit agrinovisindiana.com.